0: evening everyone we're back with Necromaniacs podcast and uh, I've been out for a while so it's good to get back on the horse how's it going Mike what's up Mike welcome back welcome home hello everybody Necromaniacs
1: podcast has returned after a couple weeks off like Mike said due to his uh, tour seems like Mike had a good time right Mike I
0: had an excellent time uh, yeah, got, got to see a bunch of people. Uh, shout out to uh, Retta out in uh, Mesa, Arizona. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, good seeing you. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was good, man. It was good times. Uh, great bands. Got you know, met a lot of great people. Shows were great. You know, it was good to be out on the road again. Mm.
1: I tell you, man. Maybe one one day, I I would love to come with you on tour. Honestly, I, I would love to just get the fuck away from my life and and just just i haven't been on a tour like a real tour in ages and like i loved it i mean i i even you know i love weekend runs you know what i'm saying yeah. i mean you know to get away for a, a certain period of time is something i just don't have the luxury to do but if i did have the luxury to do it i would be all the fuck over it mike let me tell you yeah we could probably yeah. find a job for you man for sure mm-hmm. you know find a job for me I could sling merch like there's nobody's business. Um, But yeah, uh, it is good to be back, people. Hello, and uh, thank you for the support. Just want to say, the last few episodes we did seem to have uh, quite a few listeners. So welcome new
0: listeners, Mike, because
1: I think there might be
0: some new listeners out there. Yeah, no, it seems, uh, you know, I checked the numbers when I got home, and uh, things looked pretty cool, you know, and uh, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. as we uh, usually kick it off,
1: we like to do some plugs, right, Mike? That's right. Of our of our fellow uh, brothers in arms podcasts, and uh, on Monday, you can ch- every Monday, right, Mike? Yeah. Uh, you can check out the Horror Wolf Six 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 podcast, right? That's right. Uh, coming at you from our buddy Brandon Legion, uh, who is always uh, pushing our show. Thank you so much for
0: that. And who do we got on Tuesday, Mike Hill? We have uh, the Sublime, Jackie Smith, and the Into the Necrosphere podcast, which is is dedicated to extreme music, and the only actual music podcast I listen to right now. Mm, Okay. Very cool. On
1: Wednesday, we have none other than Mr. Mike Hill's Everything Went
0: Black podcast. I understand this past Wednesday, talked a bit about the tour. Yeah, I went into the highlights. You know, I didn't I didn't go into every single detail because I don't want to incriminate people. Um, you know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a lot of, right. I it was the, uh, the 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 rated G version of what happened on the on the road, um just of course. the highlights, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean come on, you're not you're not you know, you're not riding the dirt, the tombs version, you know, no, like no, no. the crew or anything. <laughs> not yet at least. Not yet, yeah. But uh and of course every Thursday You get Necromaniacs podcast, which you're listening to right now. And on Friday, you get none other than my brother, John Draper's Break the Apocalypse podcast, which has been on a tear, man. They've been putting out some great stuff, funny stuff, interesting stuff. So check that out. Five days a
0: week, we have got you covered in our cabal of creativity. You like that, Mike? i do man that was very well put man and Thank and that you. that's all you need man we got you covered just stay keep it locked on these five shows and you're good for mm-hmm. the entire week man and you're good and you're good and you'll you'll do better at your job too
1: yeah. um <laughs> <at> job. <laughs> yeah you do better at your job your 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 wife or husband or girlfriend or boyfriend will like you more if you listen to these five podcasts it's true. I, I
0: also heard it raises your uh, your testosterone too. If you oh yes, yeah. most important, there's
1: a bit of a testosterone uh, drop going on worldwide apparently. So yeah, these these all help. But uh, I just wanted to get something out there. Coming this Sunday after after the fact, when you guys hear this, the show will have happened already. Uh, my band of many years, Inhuman, will be playing our first gig in four years over at the Bowery Electric with our friends in Sworn Enemy and uh incendiary device. And uh speaking of incendiary device, uh yesterday I was on uh Drew Stone's New York Hardcore Chronicles with uh Joe James for my band. So uh please check that out. That's on YouTube. And uh Drew was unaware of Necromaniacs podcast, Michael. And uh, now he wants to come on the show. So yeah. I pretty much told him we could make that happen, so I think uh, I think he'd be a good guest. That's sick,
0: man. That's great. Yeah, would be awesome. Yeah,
1: Drew, you know, documentary filmmaker, uh, horror fan, so uh, I think he'd be a cool guest. Uh, he did a great New York hardcore documentary. He did a documentary about uh, Michael Alago. Uh, who the fuck is that guy? Uh, he's the man who signed Metallica to the majors. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's led a very interesting life, and uh, yeah, I think he'd be a cool guest.
0: I, i'm all for it man that sounds cool
1: cool cool and uh let's see aside from that uh just another quick plug for my other band the last stand we have a free show over in coney island on friday july 8th at oh, wow. the coney island brewery
2: dude
1: we're gonna be playing with the Carbon parade and crazy eddie it's a free uh you know hardcore punk show on a friday night in the summer so come on down kids and
0: uh yeah that's all I got right now, Michael. That's quite a bit, man. Te- technically, it's summer, man, so that's cool. We're, we're doing it is summer, summer, summer things now, doing summer stuff. Yes, even
1: though this week it was like in the 60s every day. I think I think July is going to be summer, I think. So, uh, you know, New York weather's been kind of crappy, Mike. I don't know if while you were away, the word if the word on the street got to you, but the weather's been not that
0: great dude i've seen every single type of weather you can imagine on this last few days last few weeks like the mountains the desert canada you know the coast yeah new york all that stuff
1: very fucking cool um on the viewing front man oh man uh
0: i am all caught up i finished uh obi-wan kenobi which i enjoyed you check that out michael no man i uh I'm way behind on stuff. Um, Mm. You know, when I, when I got home this weekend, I I banged out a bunch of things, Um, but we'll get to that after we hear what the rest of the stuff you've been you've been checking out.
1: Yeah. Um, aside from that, I am caught up on the boys except for today's episode. Uh, today is a Thursday kids. Um, another just gangbusters season of that fucking show. Oh my God. I, I know you're a fan, Mike. Oh
0: man. That's, I, I, I'm caught up except for tonight's episode, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I have absolutely nothing bad to say about that show. Nothing at all.
0: I Dude, they it. keep ramping it up like with each season, man. And um, I got to say, uh, Anthony Starr as a oh, H- homeowner kills it. He's like one of the most terrifying villains in any movie I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, like there's just something about him where he can flip a scene, right? With... But it could be a scene where there's some humor, and then all of a sudden, man, he just, like, turns that shit on, and as a viewer, you're, like, you're fucking captivated, honestly, right?
0: I, yeah, I mean, I think he he's, like, uh, you know, a great actor, you know, and we've seen him before in, in, oh, yes. um, in Banshee. Banshee.
1: Yeah. Uh, listeners, if you have never watched Banshee, it is uh, currently on HBO Max. It was a Cinemax original show from a bunch of years back. Um, yeah, it's on HBO Max. Watch it immediately. Highly recommended from the Necromaniacs podcast crew. Um, real quick with the boys. Finally uh, finished, uh, real quick, yeah. my, my, uh, what do you call it, Buck? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, The SST Records book, Mike. Oh, yeah. I want to read that. Yeah, Amazing. Amazing book about the history of SST Records. Um, Of course, uh, Mr. Ginn was not interviewed for it, but everybody else was. So, you know, you get a lot of other people's take on it, uh, and it's really cool. And um, let's see. I've been also kind of going back and, and rereading some Keen stuff. I... I'm on. Um, what do you call it? Uh, what's the second zombie novel? Not the first one. Can't
0: Stephen, think of it Stephen right King? now.
1: No, not Stephen King. Uh, oh. Keen. Uh, oh, uh, Brian Keen. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of going rise, back and the reading rising. some more. Yeah, it's the one right after City The Rise
0: Dead. Is that what yeah,
1: the there you go. See, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, kind of went back to that one. I, I may go back to a few of his other books, you know, because I'm on the train again
0: commuting to work three days a week so it is book time <laughs> well that that's good i mean you got you know I, I, that's one of the things i liked about taking the subway was reading on the train
1: mm, yeah lost art um so yeah now i can even you know delve into some new stuff uh and um oh, sorry if there's some weird ass noise in my alleyway by my window i don't know if you heard that but um yeah reading is back for me after after a bit of a, a bit of a stopgap.
0: So yeah, I checked out boys. Um, you know, we we said a lot about that. The one thing I have to add now, um, I forgot her name, but the weird PR lady with the funny mouth. Oh
1: yeah, with the red the red hair, whatever. Yeah, I find her so attractive, man. Oh, she's cute. She's very cute. Yeah, yeah she has that sex scene in the toilet with the dude. <laughs> where she she wants him to rip out
0: some of her hair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. pretty exactly. great. Yep. Pretty great. Yeah. Who
1: doesn't like a redhead?
0: I mean, come on. Yeah. You know. You know. <laughs> I saw Crimes Against the Future, mm. the new David Cronenberg film last oh, night. Oh yeah, I got to see that. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll that. definitely cover that. That that it was exactly what you expect to see from him.
1: Mm. I uh, I saw X, finally. Oh, uh, because yeah. uh, I don't think we've talked, uh, at least not you know we haven't had an episode since I since I have watched X and yes it is the best horror movie I've seen this year.
0: Absolutely loved it. Hundred percent, man. Totally. Yeah, I also caught um, a little film that Brandon Legion recommended called *The Cursed*. Mm-hmm. Which um, I actually enjoyed it, man. It's like a monster film. Uh, it's a period piece, very atmospheric. I thought it, I thought it was good, man. And I think, actually, I don't think Jeff enjoyed it, so, but I would like to do an episode on it. Okay, it's on uh, Shutter. No, I actually rented it. But it might oh. be showing up eventually. And then, uh, speaking of Shudder, though, there's uh, off season, which mm. um, Jeff and I are going to do an episode on that, I believe. And it's uh, that one was very good. Um, it's got Richard Brake in it. You know, it's mm-hmm. got um, the the actress who was in uh, like the Ty West films. You, you'll, you'll recognize her when you see her. I Mia her...
1: Goth or no? Mia Goth or no?
0: No, um, no. I should have wrote her name down. It's but it, okay. it's very atmospheric. Um, it's I would say it's a a, a gothic weird tale, slow cool. moving. People don't seem to like it, but I I thought it was really cool. I thought it was interesting. Well,
1: it, it brings to mind the uh, Jack Ketchum novel of the same name, <laughs> for me, uh, which was a really great book actually. Uh, off season, which is when I first heard about the movie, I was like, wait a minute, because Off season is actually a, a part of the the Cannibal Tale with the woman and. You know, right.
0: it, it, it's part of that lineage. So yeah. Um, the actress I was referring to is Jocelyn Donahue. Jocelyn Donahue. Okay, cool. She was cool. in the House of the Devil. Um, you know, that's where I know her primarily from. That she was like the the main actress in that. Uh, Joe Swanberg's in it. Who's in? You know, he's in. He's a guy. Who directs. He acts. Like he's a you know horror guy. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I want to see that. I mean, there's a bunch of newer stuff on Shutter. I want to see. Um, lately, I, I've been trying to bang out the the, the avalanche of, of Joe Bob's, oh, uh, man, which has been great. Them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and sure enough, you know, I I watched the episode where they covered Little Girl Who Lived Down the Lane. Yep. And uh, yeah, it, it was cool. Um, you know, I, I what you know what I do if it's a movie that I literally have seen too many times, or a movie I've just seen that they happen to be covering, I fast forward to the commentaries. Isn't that funny? Like I, I don't really watch the movie. I just watch the parts where
0: Joe Bob talks. <laughs> well, that that's what makes, makes it really. I mean, I, yeah, no, I usually, exactly, yeah. I, I usually try to watch it live on Fridays, but mm-hmm. this, you know, this past few weeks, I wasn't able to do that. So I watched this past Fridays live and then I kind of like checked out a couple things here and there. Cause I, I, the hellbender episode, I saw that one. It, uh, features our friends uh the adams family and uh
1: yeah okay
0: yeah you know, they were on it actually and um so i've been like picking away at it you know it's um it's like one of my favorite things on television is is the uh the last drive such a great oh show.
1: yeah um I-, I watched the death by temptation episode and, and and to learn that the whole movie was shot in brooklyn in a, in a four block radius was was pretty cool to learn that <laughs> wow um that's actually a really cool movie. <laughs> I remember it from when I was in high school. Uh, it's like the uh, all all black, uh, you know, vampire movie. I never realized it was shot in Brooklyn before, so I thought that was a cool little factoid. Damn. Yeah. And it's a trauma
0: movie, which I also completely forgot. Didn't realize that either. Check it out, Death by Temptation. Well, I'm definitely gonna check it out because I'm still making my way through uh, the stuff that I missed. Cool yeah
1: awesome um i guess you know oh on the music front just wanted to say uh i caught a really cool show at saint vitus um it was supposed to be where goat uh, abysmal lord and antichrist siege machine but unfortunately abysmal lord canceled day of because get this flying is so fucked up right now <laughs> they were supposed to come in apparently on a thursday night they got bumped for Friday morning and got bumped again on Friday. Delayed another fifteen hours, 15 where they couldn't make the show. Yeah, Damn. yeah. So they they couldn't make the show apparently. So I was really kind of bummed because I dig them. But Antichrist, Siege Machine, and Wergo played, and it was fucking awesome, man. It's the uh, it's black metal for a bit of the more, uh, you know. Dirtier, filthier side of the house, Michael. Hill. Yeah, um, no, totally. the beastial side. That's 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 the term. You know, uh, I dig that kind of stuff. Not everybody's cup of tea. You know, not if you're if you're a big fan of Cradle of Filth or Demu Borger, These might not be your black metal bands. Um, you know, if you like you know Enslaved or or, or they you know Viking Pig and stuff. This might not be your bag, but this is my bag. So. I enjoyed the show quite a bit. I went with uh Stella and we had a great time.
0: Well, some of my favorite black metal is in that genre where where yeah. it's black metal, but you you understand that they probably have a bunch of Gigi Allen records in their collection too. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah. It's it's like I said, I call it the the dirtier side of the house. It's basically really sprung from your Beharit Blasphemy and Sarcophago. Like yeah. that's like the foundation of of this, you know, subgenre in in black metal, in my opinion. Um, You know, the real dark and down and dirty stuff, which can be fun. I mean, I like a lot of different shit, but sometimes that stuff just, you know, really gets to me.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Especially if you're a horror fan. I think it's it's good black metal for the horror fans out there,
0: in my opinion. I agree.
1: But uh, anyway, tonight's movie... We're doing another new movie, folks. How about that? Not from the 70s. Not from the 80s. A
0: 2022 release, Mike Hill. What are we doing tonight, Mike? We're doing Mad God. 30, mm-hmm. 30 years in the making. Yes. Wild movie. Um, Phil Tippett
1: of uh, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Jurassic Park fame. This is his baby. Uh, he's affects god genius guru he directed wrote the screenplay produced <laughs> it cinematography he's you know he's all over this one his production studio tidbit studio um yeah i think a while back shout out to our buddy rennie this might have been one of those email chat group trailers right that was uh shared yeah, i have I a funny it. feeling
0: i believe it was
1: yes it was and I remember watching that trailer months back and going, "Whoa, this is wild." Like, "Oh shit, like it's, you know, stop motion animation. What is this going to be?" And uh
0: yeah, wild doesn't even really cover it, right, Mike? It's it's pretty far out, man. And uh it's um I'm going to say that it's like nothing that I've ever actually seen before. No. No. You know what it <laughs> it reminded me of almost like
1: if like death spell omega did a movie like <laughs> like their videos or like portal music videos portal and death spell omega are two of the more you know out there harsher and of the black metal spectrum kids and they're very you know they have these crazy visuals and some of the things they put out with their music and that's initially what this reminded me of i got that i got Metal vibe aesthetics
0: here and there. Did you? Hundred percent, man. Especially you mentioned Portal. Um, Mm -hmm. It's funny, you know, Zev Deans, the uh, guy who produced um, some of the videos for Portal and early Behemoth, and Mm. he is all about. He hasn't seen this in its entirety yet. He saw some portion of it at some special event that guys like him go to. You know what I mean? And he actually Mm -hmm. met Phil Tippett, so he hasn't seen it yet in its entirety he's waiting to see it on a screen but yeah i mean i think um this is uh in line with that thinking because there, there's that yeah that, uh, yeah that portal video curtain mm-hmm. that it seems like it could have been even that scenes of that could have been in this film just dark evil oh. foreboding like disturbing imagery like that kind of thing
1: yeah i i literally thought of of portal and death spell omega um I believe Deathspell made a video for the prior album, not the current album, the one before that. I think I, I think there was, unless I'm insane, um, and it just it just has that kind of weird vibe, like dark metal vibe. I have a funny feeling Phil Tippett does not listen to these bands, but
0: nonetheless, it is it is there anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about. He started doing this in the in the 80s, apparently when he was working on Robo RoboCop 2. Mm mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, he's an older gentleman. So it's it is likely that he's not into extreme metal. <laughs> no, I don't think he is. Yeah, he's 70 years old. I mean, you know, uh,
1: Empire would not have looked as cool as it did. Empire strikes back, if not for him, uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, you said RoboCop, uh, even Howard the Duck <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. Well, uh, he had his hand in Willow. He had his hand in Starship Troopers back in ninety seven. Oh wow,
0: that's a pretty, pretty
1: um, groundbreaking movie. So yeah, right? this is this is this is the guy, it, it, you know, it, in visuals. Um, it was RoboCop two actually,
0: because that's the one that has the uh, the different prototype. You remember they mm-hmm. have the uh, you know those prototypes of the next version of RoboCop, and one of them they go crazy and they unveil yeah that that's his handiwork is all that stuff. yeah
1: I'm, I'm looking at his his resume on wikipedia and he did the the animation for for the first robocop and of course yeah robocop too so yeah. um you know look stop motion stuff takes forever so i mean it, 30 years is astounding but I mean, this is like an eighty-five minute movie, so maybe thirty years tracks. You know, maybe
0: yeah. Maybe that's how long it takes to make this fucking movie? Period. That that's wow. the thing about it is like, on a technical level, this movie is brilliant. You know, what I mean, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, you know, the uh, the imagery no. is just just extreme. That's the only thing I can say is that it's you know you and i are metal fans so to to me it conjures up the same in, images of darkness and evil and just right. vi- over the top violence like you know there's like a a pallor over the entire film that just has this feeling of dread and almost depression in some points too yes
1: there are there there were moments in the movie where i was like there's a very gory surgical scene that went on forever. Yeah. Where they're kind of ripping stuff out of a character's stomach. And it's it's harsh. It's, yeah. you know, it, it was pretty fucking harsh. It's it's the harshest scene of the movie, in my opinion. Um, but Mike and I were talking before we kicked off about how death is is everywhere in this movie. There's constantly beings and people being killed. In all manner of way, right? Uh, whether it be stepped on, crushed, you know, like just hit with like flying objects, uh, it's right. I mean, it's just—it's kind of not for the faint of heart,
0: Mike. Absolutely, it's not for someone who is expecting like a Pixar film or something like that. You know? Oh my I mean? God! It's Pixar goes to hell. Yeah, it's Pixar in hell. I mean, yep. you know,
1: Pixar in hell. Uh, the Satanic Pixar. Um, imagine, imagine a, a parent hears about oh, it. Stop motion animation. Okay, let's put this on for a little Bobby. I mean, that would be the, the funniest thing ever. And the kid is horrified after the first ten minutes of the movie. I mean, that that would be quite funny.
0: Uh, poor kid, though. Poor kid. But it would be quite funny. The uh, the <laughs> one thing. All right, now I, I have. We, you and I, both have a lot of opinions about this film. We have a, yeah. And there's different – there's such a complex vibe to this movie that it's hard to say that, okay, yeah, I like it or I dislike it or whatever. There are things about mm-hmm. it I loved, okay? Yeah. One of the things I did not love about the movie is the score.
1: Hmm. You know what? I might agree with you there because it's not even standing out in my head. Like I didn't um, – you know, sometimes, look, sometimes a great score might be one of the first things I write down about, uh, you know, I write down in my notes about, um, but this time around, I don't know, I think it was just kind of in the background and not very, you know, ear catching, right? Yeah. Mm.
0: It, um, it almost felt, and, and this, this might be completely out of line for me to say this because um, the score was, uh, was done by Dan Wool, who actually is a, an accomplished like composer Mm -hmm. but it could very well just be a a time thing like from the maybe he composed it in the 90s or the 80s yeah who knows different but it just didn't really mesh with the imagery that i was watching i mean the imagery is so extreme and dark and evil and um like i said depressing at times just the overwhelming feeling of death and just nonstop death and the the score did not reflect that in a lot of ways
1: i'm going to agree and it's almost uh, it, it's too bad that uh, uh mr Tippett wasn't a metal fan because he could have had the, the lion's share of bands uh, that could have lent some interesting music to this but uh you know such is life but no no i think you're right actually i think uh, it, it didn't really lend itself to what was going on and it, it i don't know i guess it kind of didn't really matter it was this movie is just really all about the the moment and and the visual and and just you know it's it's unfortunately not about any kind of cohesive story for me but uh it's just about visual 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 you know
0: the the movie made me a little uncomfortable too and, and yeah. i was actually kind of scared during some of it you know what i mean like it's scary. Yeah. It made me think about things. Like maybe me think about mortality and death and the pointlessness of the existence and all that kind of stuff, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, folks, I live in South Brooklyn, and it's close to the 4th of July. And right now, some neighbors are just lighting off God knows what. So I don't know if you hear that, Mike. Do you? Uh,
0: I'm not really coming through.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. Because um, it is loud as shit here. But anyway, 4th of July, folks starting a bit early in my neck of the woods um yeah the music could have been better but like you there the, like i would said a, a moment ago there was a scene that kind of fucked me up and i and i was really wishing would end it just kind of went on forever that that scene with the surgeon and the assassin um i i, I felt like you know okay w- w- what are they trying to do here let's <laughs> like, like, this poor guy is on the table, and they're just ripping stuff out of him for like 15 minutes. It felt like—I mean, I don't think it was 15 minutes, but it just—it kind of seemed to go on forever. Um, getting back to like plot and story, um, the assassin is is, is this first kind of creature you see? He's wearing kind of military garb, no, he, actually, it's—I it, say military garb, but he literally kind of looks like the killer. In my bloody Valentine, it almost looks like coal mining garb.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a steampunk coal miner or something.
1: Yeah, like steampunk that. coal miner slash soldier. It's like a whole little kind of cool getup, actually. Yeah. Um, and had I not read uh, Wikipedia and a few other sources, I would have not have even known the assassin, like that name, right? Because there's not, there's no, there's no, there's no n- names in this movie. There's no actual. Character, you know, characters, okay, this is such and such, and I'm such
0: and such. There's absolutely none of that happening in this movie. And furthermore, he doesn't really assassinate anybody. No, he does not. <laughs> he does not.
1: And and just like I, I, I mentioned before, uh the surgeon, the, the surgeon is also capitalized the T and S, just like the, the, the assassin is capitalized. Um again, would not have known that it, it was a, a kind of a key character had i not done the reading um and and then there's there is a, a human character in the film mike right yeah there's Known some live it's the action. last man the yeah. last man
0: there's some live action
1: people a one so. live action person in the movie an, el- an elderly gentleman yeah. yes um you're if we sound like we're all over the place i think it's because the movie is all over the place mike
0: I yeah, because I I really can't get like uh, a feel on how to like actually talk about the film because if you haven't seen it, and and I urge everyone to at least check it out because it's definitely yes. worth watching. Absolutely, and, yeah. It, there's there's no real identifiable storyline. It's just a, a series of events that happen. Um. That. And and. It, it's like I, a I, trek through hell,
1: right? It's like initially the assassin is traveling through this kind of hellscape world and he's kind of on a mission and he's got this map that's falling apart and, you know, he comes across all these freaky creatures and death and everybody's killing everybody and blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, moments after what I have just said, any kind of plot kind of disappears to me. No? Like, that's Like, just just when you kind of think you've gotten a grip on things, you kind of don't in this
0: movie. And that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, and then, like, I'm looking at it two different ways, too, even with that. You know, part of me is, like, I kind of feel like that's a cop-out at times. Like, would some filmmakers do that? Or it's like, well, you know, we're, we're not revealing everything for you. You have to figure it out yourself. All right, great. That works, you know, for a guy like David Lynch. You know what I mean? You can interpret that film and... Mm. There's subtext there. But when it's a collection of scenes like this, which are incredibly well executed, but there's no narrative I, that I can identify, mm. um, I, I start losing interest a little bit. You know what I mean? And w- what always comes to mind, and, and Carl and I, Carl Haikara and I discuss this, is that there's mm-hmm. it, it's almost like the begotten, like that film The Begotten, I've always wanted to see that movie. I've heard it's it's, it's quite a mindfuck. Yeah, it's like um, an animated... I'm not saying they're similar at all, but hmm. that's, that's just a collection of images that um, there's no real identifiable plot, but there's like some vibe that you follow and you get a feeling and all that sort of stuff, which is, you know, and I like that film too, but I, it's limited. I have limited enjoyment with that, and I guess that's how I feel about Mad God. It's like... I like looking at it. There's some, you know, it, it, it's frightened me at times. It depressed yeah, me at yeah. times. It made me revolt. You know, re, there's revulsion. But mm. I don't know if I, I don't know how much I like it. You know what I mean? Right.
1: Like, again, getting back to a, a loose plot, the assassin has this like suitcase and he discovers a mountain of suitcases that are just like the one he has but in the bowels of, of this wasteland city he's walking through. And there's bombs. In the cases and he he's trying to set up his his bombs and prepares to set them off um and you know this big mutant kind of captures the assassin and uh that the bombs fail to detonate and he's like tortured and that's when these the surgeon steps in and then they literally go to town on his chest cavity for a long gated period of time Uh, i believe there is one other Fairly human character. The nurse looks like a real woman, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. That, I forgot about an that. Actual, yeah, you know, There's a, The surgeon and the nurse—they're digging through the assassin's chest until they they find. I mean, they're pulling out like everything. You know, it's like the you know all, all sorts of like stuff, and then they finally pull out like a screaming child, <laughs> like yeah. a baby. It, you know, um, and and they give it to the nurse. And, you know, look, I mean, do we want to say what happens to the baby? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert. Um, the, the, the baby gets given to, uh, you know, the, the alchemist, and, and the alchemist grinds the baby into liquid <laughs> and, 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 and turns the liquid into metal and then crushes the metal into crystals that he hands back to this creature and it's just, it's wild. And then a, a new portal forms and a new universe forms that also kind of eats upon itself. It's a mindfuck, people. The movie's a mindfuck. If you're looking for sense, I don't know if you're going to find sense. However, before we kicked off, Mike, you had a very
0: interesting take on it that uh, I'd love for you to share with the folks. Yeah, there, there's... Um... You know, a couple of philosophies out there that have to do with, uh, you know, the, the abyss or the void. You know, mm-hmm. there's like before the universe formed, you know, there's nothing. There's emptiness, you know. And there's like these, these uh, methods of thinking, these ideologies, that that's the natural order of things. is emptiness, the void, the abyss, you know. And there's like an energy in that. That life is like the exception to that rule that when life forms it's um an anomaly and that all life is ugly and violent and chaotic and ultimately destroys itself mm. you know and, and that scene with the portal and how like a new universe forms and the crystals and you know mm-hmm. but during the periods of when the portal forms is there's it's very peaceful kind of you know what i mean there's just, yeah like, that there's weird... a moment of right there is yes there yeah. is you know then of course the next uh, creation destroys all that peace, and then there's like violence and chaos and murder yeah
1: and
0: ugliness and everyone looks fucked up and like that kind of thing you know
1: yeah it is dark folks um it's a it's a negative film oh yeah, uh, right definitely. i mean it's yeah it's it's a negative film i mean you know it, it's funny though but there are people kind of drooling over this movie um you know giving it like very high marks it currently holds a very high Rotten Tomatoes mark 91% um based on 43 reviews it, you know um but i don't know like it, it's almost it's almost like two different sets of scores for me in my head you know I'm with you on that man definitely um because visually it's a fucking it's gangbusters you know but there is no like Plot or story. There's no real kind of characterizations and and you know um, I've read some reviews, uh, negative reviews, saying it has no substance. I don't know if it has no substance. Look, I think the director, Mr. Tippett, knows everything about this movie, knows what's about, knows what it's trying to say or not trying to say. Right? Where the viewers, it's up to us to interpret that. I, I have read mainly just other people's takes. I have not come across anything where he just kind of spells it out for you. And I have a funny feeling we're not going to see that for any time soon, right? I mean, why would a director do that? You know, especially if a movie has just come out. Um, so it's like until then, you just kind of only have your own thoughts to go by. And, and just like a big part of me is like, I don't know, this movie is a bit of a self-indulgent mess. Unfortunately.
0: I yeah, I, I, I tend... To skew in that direction, you know, mm. substance. I believe there's a lot of substance in this film. Yeah. You know, um, do I think it was executed to the best possible degree? No, I, um, mm. I found it's only 83 minutes long. But right. It really felt like two hours, though. Yes, I was going to say that
1: it does not go by fast at all, folks. It it it's a slow 83 minute movie. It's it's it's, you know. I got to be honest, in the midway, I was looking at my fucking phone. If I'm looking at my phone, I'm not enjoying a movie. I'm sorry. Like, I, it, X, I was glued to the fucking movie, you know? I mean, you really cannot compare X and this, obviously. But, um, you know, this isn't Nightmare Before Christmas either, though, you know? I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, another Apples and Oranges, but at least that's stop-motion animation. So it's maybe not too far apart. <laughs> you know, in, um, in
0: general, I, I, I feel pre- uh, stop motion creeps me out. I think, in general, <laughs> stop. I
1: bet stop motion people are like the weirdest weirdos ever. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, like like the people who are like super duper into it. And uh, it's not a dig. I just, I actually get kind of a kick at it. It's not a dig at all.
0: Even as a kid. I remember watching like the Davy Davy and Goliath, you know
1: all that stuff. Oh, that stuff was was wild. And then in in the like those uh, '60s '70s movies that had you know like the the the, the Greek, uh, oh Jason you know, and the Argonauts, by, right, 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 huh? Uh, and then Clash of the Titans in the early '80s. All that shit is awesome.
0: That stuff but didn't creep know. me out as much though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, it, it, because mm-hmm. I think it was like action monsters, you know, like there was like actual you know actors in the same scenes but yeah, when yeah. when it was something that was a 100% stop motion world it would mm. creep, creep really creep me out like even those christmas shows like with the heat miser and all that stuff
1: yes yes i love that stuff but there is something creep there is something weird and creepy about that yeah. about those groups yeah yeah um, as a kid it would scare me for sure <laughs> but you know it is a movie that should be seen by the horror community, uh one hundred percent. Um, there's nothing like it. I d I, I don't think uh I think a lot of people will, will come across with that
0: take, Mike. What about you? Nothing like it. Absolutely. And uh, you know, and, and just be prepared for just an onslaught of death, really.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, I again, I, I wrote down like, what is he trying to say with constant death? I think there there are some some anti-war vibes in this movie. I have a funny feeling that might be somewhere in the heart of this movie. Uh, maybe even an anti-violence
0: take amidst the gratuitous violence. What do you think? Possibly, yeah. I mean, there's some of the most depressing parts were like those um those weird like humanoid. fuzzy fuzzy guys that were just their whole life. They just walked up to this trap door and they were incinerated. (laughs) That's it. That's that's it. They just would look over the ledge and this flame would come and burn them up. And that was their whole life. That was it.
1: Uh, Yeah. It was just like, Whoa, It, it, it gets heavy. Like it's, it's, you know, it's not a walk in the park. It is not Santa Claus is
0: coming to town listeners. No, it is not. And there's just a constant, theme of life eating life, too. Like, mm. like, consuming each other, too.
1: Yeah. So, it's like you put all that in a blender, but you have no story and, and nothing for, like, people to really follow. It makes for a very hard viewing, man. Yeah. And and it's a bummer because, again, visually, you're, like, in awe of this movie, right? Like, a part of you is in awe of this movie, and you're rooting for this movie, and it's like, holy shit, this is like insane. And a, a part of me as I was watching was like, well, I, I kind of wish I saw this in a theater. But I almost feel like in a theater, I'd feel worse. Yeah, probably, <laughs> like, yeah. Right? Like, you're kind of trapped in a theater. At home, you can hit you, – you, you can pause the movie. You can, you know, get up and get something to drink or, or whatever, and you know what I'm saying? You can take yourself out of it for a minute. If you saw this in the theater, it's like a—it's a real mindfuck, right?
0: Yeah, I though I would like to see it on a, in a big format like that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, maybe ha- we'd have we'd have
1: like a different uh, take on it.
0: Now, this is the hardest
1: part for me. I the scoring of this movie in, in our one to five on our show. Okay, it's—I don't know—a a part of me had had this. Had this idea of, well, I, I have to give this a 2.5. But I realized I'm not giving it a 2.5 because it's not fair. Because you, it is worth seeing. Uh, I landed on a three for this movie because I didn't love it. I, I, you know, I, I saw it once. I do not know if I ever want to see it again. But it's, I don't know. Visually, it's a five. Okay. But the movie itself is like is like a three. That was literally almost a two point five, Michael. I,
0: I went a little higher than that. I went three point five. Okay. Because, and, I, and I'm going to tell you why I gave it that extra half a point. Um, I suspect that in the coming months, I'm going to be motivated to watch this again. Okay. You know what I mean? And uh, it's like one of those records that you don't like the first time, mm. and then you find yourself contemplating it and you're like you know what let me listen to it again it's like uh street cleaner by god flesh like when i first okay. when i first heard that record i'm like what the fuck is like this shit's too slow like, it's on the wrong speed this guy's voice is whatever and like i didn't understand that record when i first heard it i was only like 20 years old i think when i heard that record and then
2: mm.
0: months went by and i started thinking about it and then it became like one of my favorite things in the world. I don't think this is going to be like a favorite movie of mine, but I do think that as time goes by, I'm going to think about this film and I might have to revisit it and I might see things in those revisitations that make me increase my opinion about it. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that take.
0: I, I, I hear
1: you. Um, it's funny going back to things you didn't like initially uh, I was talking about Beherit before, the black yeah. metal band from Finland. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are uh, literally uh, Oath of the Black Blood. <clears throat> was the first black metal I ever heard uh, in 93 because uh, the record label that that came out on in America was called JL America. And I was a uh, community college radio DJ who had a metal show and all the metal packages and CDs came to me. They mailed a package and that was in it. And it's it's 93. I'm listening to, you know, Morbid Angel and Deicide and and Obituary and Disincarnate and, you know, death metal, death metal up the ass. And I was listening to Godflesh and and Napalm Death and Grindcore, you know, and I hear this and I I didn't like it. I didn't get it. I thought it sounded like shit. I didn't like it. Isn't that funny? Cut to. I don't know, months and months, uh, maybe early 94. Uh, the black metal explosion is, is beginning in America. I revisit the record and I enjoy it. And, and as years would pass, I, I would really grow to like it. And it's funny how, how I brought up like, you know, the, the bestial black metal in a way, this movie pairs with kind of bestial black metal in an odd way. It's, it's harsh. It's not for everybody. Uh, it's hard to understand. But what this movie is unfortunately lacking uh, is, is well, a story. Like it, it could still be have been very harsh and brutal and had a bit more of
0: a plot. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go even further with the music analogy, there's no hook in the movie. No,
1: there are no hooks. No, there's no hook. I mean... Look, the hook in a way is kind of uh, the movie itself. The fact that you're watching a, a near 85-minute stop-motion animation hellscape movie, okay? That's kind of that is kind of a hook for some people. That's like a oh shit, I need to see this. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's it's a difficult film for difficult times, Mike difficult film for difficult
0: times <laughs> that's that's well put man
1: yeah i mean it's wow it's uh i mean imagine if this came out like in 2020 during the pandemic oh my God, i think would people would have killed themselves yeah, totally. literally while watching it how about that yeah no that oh, was, it was a good
0: move not to have it come out <laughs> in the height of the pandemic
1: um but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's got a lot of buzz on it. Much much like Sadness, this movie has, has a lot of buzz, and, and, you know, it's getting a lot of eyes, I think. And it's kind of a mixed bag. I mean, I, I do see a lot of, of people really sweating it, though, which is interesting. And, you know, um, you know, I, I feel like perhaps we'll see more of this ilk, maybe. Maybe it won't take 30 years for, for some others to, to get something like this out um but obviously it's a very personal project and i as as a as my own homework i'd like to to read more about his take
0: on it you know the director's the interesting thing about this is the budget is listed as only $58,000 wow that can't yeah, be that that's can't right that's right that can't That has to be because it's his studio and he probably has it mm. you know factored in his man hours or something like that that he spent oh no
1: no i i see that as box office fifty eight thousand dollars not budget i do not come across budget yeah that's Uh, box office oh wow okay and that in itself is also very bizarre i I don't even know how that can be right how is that how is that even correct because you know it's only well it's been out one week basically theatrically it's playing in certain you know smaller art house whatever theaters um but, yeah, that's a rather low number.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> you know,
1: it, I hope it makes more at the box office.
0: Yeah, uh, no, I, I mean, I, I hope for success for this film because I think it's an important movie, really, to, uh, as far as just a technical feat, you know? No, absolutely. Um, you know, he's a fucking
1: uber-talent. I mean, and, you know, I, I think talented people can be can be difficult, right, Michael? And oh, yeah. uh, yep. it's a difficult film. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so um yeah let us know definitely we urge you all to see this it's on shutter so if you're a mm-hmm. subscriber you can watch it whenever you want and uh let us know what you think of this film
1: oh no totally i i look forward to uh our, our listeners uh posts and take on it I, I have to say i i thought i thought i'd get some shit for my my, my sadness
0: thoughts or our sadness thoughts but we did not michael
1: hmm.
0: you know I kind of feel like people might be in agreement with us on some of that stuff. You know what I mean? Some people, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look,
1: not for everybody, much like this is not for everybody, you know? There's all sorts of flavors and styles in the horror realm, um, you know, and uh, some are more harsher and difficult than others.
0: (laughs) I know that uh, Rennie hasn't seen Mad God yet Mm -hmm. because he was uh texting me about it earlier today and i was like oh yeah me me and mike are going to talk about it tonight so definitely see it you know
1: i look forward to uh mr rennie's take on it uh you know intelligent guy i like when intelligent people tell me what they think about movies so yeah that you know there's that um i have to say i was supposed to fucking see Dario argento last week oh you didn't go to that uh, no i did not go um Because what happened was when abysmal Lord canceled, which was Friday by the time I would have gotten to the show, it was only a three band show instead of a four band show. When it was a four band show, I probably could have banged out the movie and the show. Right. And because they, they did not replace the band and they did not change the set times, could not go to the damn movie. So yeah, if you're in New York city, um, I think there's a few days left of a Dario Argento retrospective, uh, at, um, at Lincoln uh, Lincoln Center. Um, a couple of friends of mine went uh, to see a couple of different screenings, and they, they said it's really cool to see his movies on a screen like that. Uh, a bunch of years back, me and Mike saw uh, Inferno together on the big yeah. screen. Bam, that was cool. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I've seen, I saw Mother of Tears on the big screen back in the day, which was kind of cool, even though that movie's a bit iffy. And I saw, <laughs> um, I saw Bird, I've seen Bird with Crystal Plumage in on the big screen. About, I don't know, eight or nine years ago, somewhere in lower Manhattan. I can't think of the theater's name. And uh, the star, Tony Musante, was there. And I got his autograph. And then he died like two years later. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Bird is like one of my favorite Argento movies. Really cool movie. That uh, When when was, when, what night were you supposed to go to that? Was it Friday last or Saturday? Friday. Yeah, last Friday. And I, then I think he made an appearance either that Saturday or Sunday. So my my friend who who went on Friday said that some of the questions he was getting asked were just punisher questions, like ridiculous questions. Somebody actually asked him, are you going to make a movie where all the three mothers are together? (laughs) (laughs) And he, I think, I'm not kidding. I mean, he said something like, that's a dumb question. (laughs) (laughs) Good for him, man. And something like, why would I do that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, why would I do that? <laughs> People, man. Sometimes like, those, uh, those QA things are, are bad ideas. Sometimes.
1: Oh, it could be a nightmare, I'm sure. I mean, I, I, I bet there were quite a few doozies. But are you going to make them mo- I mean, look, Look, okay, maybe that's not the worst question you could
0: ask. But I don't know. Get a better question, right? Yeah, sometimes I think people just want to say something. You know what I mean? They just they just mm-hmm. want to talk to Dario. You know, and they'll come. Oh, let me think of a question, and it's like the stupidest fucking thing you could possibly answer. Ask rather, you know. And the three
1: mothers, hello, it's it's over. Like they, they, they're no yeah, there's no like, coming back. Like watch the movies again. They're not just no coming back from that. So you know, Jesus, uh, they're dead. So no, there's no team up. A team of like a Marvel, this is, two this is the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, actually, I,
0: don't, I don't know what I would ask him. Do you know what you would ask him? I, I don't I, know. What i have to think run, about what, what do you ask Dario Argento? You know yeah, what do I mean? you ask him? Hey, did you check out? Um, speaking, we were talking about Joe Bob earlier. Did you mm-hmm. see the um, the Nosferatu episode? Yes, I did. Actually, now that that was very interesting. That was cool, uh, man. I, I a really lot of a lot
1: of factoids. Again, you know, all those tidbits, man. Tons of shit you definitely don't know.
0: And and um, the version of uh, I hadn't seen the uh, the Herzog version of Nosferatu for a while, and mm-hmm. uh, and as a result of watching it, I bought the uh, I think Shout Factory put out that that Blu-ray. Oh, cool! That's from what the '60s or '70s? When was that one? Late '70s, I believe. Late '70s. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it's um, it has, they filmed. There's like a version with English, and there's a like it like they actually acted, they spoke English in the film. And there's a German version. Hmm. Nice. I tell you, you know what I learned, and I guess kind of forgot watching the
1: the uh, what do you call it? the. Or what's the Barber Steele movie black is it black sunday or black sabbath is escaping me black, sab, black
0: Sabbath black sunday black, black sunday.
1: sunday yeah yeah black sabbath is the one is the the trilogy movie the you know the what do he called uh that's the one that has the several movies in one the anthology film oh yeah, um, yeah i learned just how influential it was um there's a scene in bram stoker's dracula that just copy it's you know it's like a copy tribute and also in sleepy hollow uh, same thing. There are scenes that kind of mirror scenes in that movie, which I kind of am kicking myself that I didn't really realize.
0: You know, it's funny. <laughs> I hadn't seen that in a while since until I watched it on the, the last drive-in, and I was like, "What a what a beautiful movie, man!" You know? Yeah,
1: that movie's great. It's really cool, and it's it's wild to think that's like his first fucking you know movie, and it, it really fucking made a mark and and it's funny joe bob brought up the fact that dario and him kind of you know everything wasn't so buddy and, and by the time dario puts out bird he kind of is acting like baba didn't even exist and you know <laughs> yeah it's like oh shit you know it's like he's taking all the credit for being like the italian og without even you know i'm like oh okay okay you know I felt like again. I felt like I might have
0: heard that over the years, but to hear Joe Bob say it was like, "Oh shit, that's right."
2: <laughs>
0: well, we we got a couple more weeks left of uh, the last drive-in, which is good. You know, yeah, I'm glad, yeah. Glad I didn't miss the whole thing cause I like I love watching it live, man. I have like my snacks and everything, and you know, nice. the, the lights out and everything. It's cool. So it's a Friday night here. You know,
1: awesome. Well, I I usually this week I've been kind of ending my nights with it before I go to bed and. Wake up and go to work. So I'll probably be doing that uh, after we wrap it up right
0: now. Yeah. <laughs> well, tonight I'm going to watch the boys, man. That's for sure. And
1: then. Oh, work. that's yes. Yeah, boys I mean, get top priority. Yes, yeah. folks. Um, listeners, if you haven't been watching Boys, it's on Amazon Prime. It is. Uh, it is a superhero show, but it is not like a DC and Marvel superhero show. It is a down and
0: dirty necromaniacs podcast style superhero show. Oh, right, yeah. Mike? Absolutely, man. Totally. <laughs> thanks guys and uh we'll talk to you next week man take care all right everybody be well take care
2: to avoid fainting keep repeating it's only a movie only a movie only a movie right now